Is it Oop Stilly School in Galgarabo Arena? I think that we've got a good case for it. You know, we, we've got to trace back to some of the, the other times we've had a massive, amazing amount of, of talent on the court at one time. Last year being one of them. But as you guys remember, last year, we didn't get to experience any of the, the fun, awesome sauce that March Madness is because we were excluded for being too open, too transparent, and too honest. Goodness me, how does that happen? I don't know. I can't believe the new precedent has been set that the worst thing you can do is cooperate with the NCAA. I'm sorry, guys. This has got to be a fun season, right? Because we got robbed of all that amazing talent last season. And then some of it transferred. So it's like, holy crud, what are we going to do? Is the Twin Towers thing going to work out? Because how long has it been since we've had that type of capability uh, all the way across the board on the court and being down low. Well, luckily for you, we are going to uh, be able to explore that today. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. Um, yesterday, I had some snafus. I'll apologize, but my apology will also be filled with wonderfulness, Kind of like the fact that I'm I'm proud to announce uh, that I've had some uh, some things come in the mail, and now we have the setup to start doing this thing ten times better than before, or as uh, some people would say, ten toes down style of method here. Um, some of this equipment I got, guys, was stuff that I plan on getting like uh, six months to a year from now. So. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. I thought we were going to be able to launch the video portion of the Daily Show yesterday. Ran into a few technical difficulties, but we're getting them fixed. The The biggest thing is we've got the setup. We're ready to, to rock and roll with this thing. So we'll be adding uh, the video Daily Show as well very, very soon. Uh, this weekend might be kind of hectic. I'm still trying to figure out a way to do the live thing, but... You know, uh, well, we'll figure it out. Nonetheless, it'll be good for everybody to experience uh, the the things that the show has coming. So thank you to all who have been rocking and rolling and locked on from the get-go. Um, yes, I do want to hit on some basketball stuff. And yes, you can hear the excitement in my voice to finally have a product that I think we should be talking about. But before we do that... Let's touch base with what we have. Well, this game in Lawrence, Kansas is a big one, right? A game against KU is a big one. KU is a legitimate opponent. They were last year as well, which is kind of why I bring that in is because when you talk about the cumulative effects of negativity, sometimes just gets so out of control, it causes the snowball effect, right? Right? The perfect storm of stuff just happens so fast that the, the snowball effect takes over and it just gets out of control. And before you know it, it's too big to handle. Now, did we make enough adjustments to prove that we could handle it? No, we didn't. That's the scary part, right? Our ability to adjust and maybe even compromise to, to deviate from things. Um, well, it didn't work. Although we were willing to deviate from the practice plan to, to try to mask some of the youth and some of the injuries, in the, at the end of the day, it, it didn't work, right? We weren't built right for that game at that time against that team in that environment. And that's just that. 
So is this one, right, getting overlooked? I, I don't think so. If you look at the spread, I think that's I think that's fair. Um guys, you know how we love to do comps, right? I got a little comp for you. When you think of preparation for KU and how difficult it may or may not be, regardless of our injuries or or not, because that's something that everybody's dealing with. But if you even if you take that out, I want you guys to all uh, close your eyes, not if you're driving. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. But otherwise, envision if you had the ability to put J.W. Walsh, a quarterback, and maybe a, um, a Chuba Hubbard type in the backfield with him, and maybe a Justice Hill type in the backfield with him, and maybe even, dare I say, a Tatum Bell-esque type uh, individual in the backfield. And then you have those dudes... Uh, and their tight ends run constant types of backside motions over and over and over again. The eye candy, right? To give you the eye candy to, to, to see if your linebackers and everybody can communicate well enough in the back end to make what you see end up being a reality and it not be going the opposite way. That's such an amazing thing to, to even think about, right? And uh, that's what we should picture. And not to mention the fact that, oh, yeah, J.B. Walsh could throw the ball, right? Was he the, you know, the, the guy who had the, the missile that could launch it you know, better, farther, higher, faster than Mason Rudolph? Maybe not. But when you sprinkle in that amount of uh, capability in the backfield, right, you have to respect a multitude of angles. And sometimes you get kind of suckered in to this disbelief of, okay, they're just going to keep running, running, running in, in multiple different ways. That's a little bit of KU. So it's not easy to prepare for, right? This RPO-based triple option style of attack that they have, it's, it's, it's not easy to prepare for. There's a reason why for years and years and years, teams like Army and Navy and Air Force and Georgia Tech have snuck up and bit people in, in the Tukas and that's because preparation for something like that's not easy, right? Putting a scout team together with that amount of athleticism, it's just, it's hard to replicate. So it's hard to prepare for. So are we prepared for it? Right? That's, that's always the question. And I think if you look at the, the cutting edge back that we need to, to find, it's established in the cowboy culture right um the the bring your lunch pail and let's go to war let's go to work type of mentality right the ability within the locker room to exude leadership all over the place because when you do get punched in the mouth like this it's amazing to see how some teams recover are we going to recover like texas and let this thing spiral into yet another loss or are we going to respond with a bunch of grace and a bunch of just ready to sock you in the mouth back, right? Rock 'em, sock 'em, robots in the trenches. That's what happened in Manhattan is we got rock 'em, sock 'em, roboted right out of the daggone game. So surely preparation is going to be better, correct? Yes, but is preparing for that type of attack easy? No, because it's hard to replicate. So this is not going to be um, a game where I think that we just, you know, answer on a national scene and we destroy Kansas. I don't think it's going to happen. It's not like like last year. The perfect storm took effect, just like the perfect storm took effect for K-State against us. Response 
is the biggest thing. Just like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And we saw that, right? We do that to most teams. Honest to God's truth. That's what we do. So to have it done back to us as what happened in Manhattan, right? This is a new experience. So it's going to be funny to see us respond and it not melt down like some fan bases wish that we would. Isn't it crazy that we used to be called little brother and insignificant and all this fun jazz, and then now now, now those same people are acting like, uh, you know, old school O-State's back, and you're going to go back to 7-4, 8-4 type seasons. Like, get out of here. Come on, y'all. Like, I mean, I like Kool-Aid, but some, some people are drinking way too much Kool-Aid in the morning with way too much liqueur inside of it or a little extra Kahlua in their coffee. Like, I, reality, reality would be, would be nice to, to stay on, right? But the question is, are we built for this level of preparation? Are we going to respond with the rock'em, sock'em robots mentality and just shut down this RPO triple option attack? Contain is a big deal. Our D-line is going to answer because they haven't always lived up to the, the calling this season. And that sucks, right? That's not a I don't I don't think it's a knock on them, but your stock as a team and as a defense, it goes down when you have performances where you just are so out of sorts. Well, you can also reinvigorate a team by that type of response. So although I think it's going to be close. I do think that we respond the right way because we are built the right way. And hopefully being built the right way leads to us running the ball. I want to smash it down their throat repeatedly over and over and over. I hope that's what happens because if we can control the game clock. Their points per play doesn't matter. What they do on the offensive side of the ball doesn't matter. And we've got the running backs to do it, guys. And I think we have the O-line talent to do it. Somewhere, some way, somehow, this stuff has to align eventually. I, it's got to be in Lawrence. We can still close this season out the right way. The, the perception of, okay, it's already set up. Who's going to be in the Big 12 title game? To me, is absolutely ludicrous. Have you not been watching Big 12 football this season? Anything can happen on any given day, and what happened to us is even proof of that. Like I said, we're built right for this because of the cowboy culture, the leadership, the honesty, the grab your lunch pail, let's go to work, let's go to war mentality. It has to show through this time, and it's going to. I, I, you got to feel it in your loins, right? And you also... Got to get yourself hooked up with some Built Bar, guys. Again, to make make sure you're built right, because we wasn't built right in Manhattan, Manhattan in Kansas. Make sure you're built right right now by getting yourself some Built Bar. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off. The protein bar that gets you all ready for your, your pains and gains and swelled upness, that actually tastes like a candy bar. It's a win-win situation. Hopefully our old line is squared away on a bunch of boxes of Bilt Bar, as are you about to be when you use the promo code LOCKEDON15 again for the 15% off. Okay, we're built right for that. And guess what? We showed the other day that we're built right in women's basketball. We've got, we've got a lot of cool stuff heading down the pipeline, y'all. 
J.C. Hoyt's going to do it the right way and envision Michigan State last year football, right? What did Mel Tucker do? He comes in and he just gets this, this transfer class. Not that we're all transfers, but we have quite a few fifth-year seniors all over this women's roster mixed in with some pretty highly touted recruits. So we've got the talent, we've got the shooting, and we've got the leadership to at least make some noise, to at least, you know, make people remember that you cannot sleep on Oklahoma State University in any sport. And the men's basketball team is it was what we think it was. I think so. Now, yes, it's a exhibition game, and but, you, you know, sometimes in exhibition games, people don't do what they're supposed to do. If you don't grab the game by the horns, just like we do Texas all the time in football, and slam it into the ground and start alley-ooping, dunking on people, having some fun, running your offense, then something's wrong. That's what an exhibition game is for. I get that. But you're also playing against other dudes that realize this is a big moment for them. If I can drop 20 points on a big-time D1, especially in a historic arena like Al Garaba, you don't think that these kids are aware of that? So you're going to get the best. And and we performed in 85-51, um, a pretty, pretty uh, controlling game, right? And the alley-oop stuff was, it was big time. Now, did they have an answer for Musa Cisse and Caleb Boone? No, they didn't. We just, you know, we out-talented them, right? We outsized them. But is that an outlier? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's an outlier at all. I think this is the potential product we're going to see moving forward. Guys, Musa Cisse is, and Caleb Boone are just too talented to be stopped on a night-in, night-out basis. Avery Anderson looked very, very smooth, right? Which is funny because let's think about his freshman year, he was a big-time get, a big-time, big-time four-star kid, right? And he, every time he touched the court, you could see the talent. But you also saw him playing the game of basketball at 173 miles an hour. He didn't realize how to operate the clutch in, in the break, right? He knew how to use the clutch and the gas, but he did not know how to use the, the brakes and think about things more than just playing through things, trying to out-talent things. Last year, we've heard from this locker room that there was some selfishness involved. And that's why you see some of those people are no longer on the roster. I would argue most of the people that were within that clique, per se, are not on the roster. And, you you know, you had some concerns coming into the season because you knew we, we weren't going to be super, super deep just because we're not going to have the numbers from a scholarship limitations standpoint to be super deep which is why we only had one freshman we had to be very very um precautious i guess about the freshman that we decided to rock with and pray and hope that he would decide to rock with us through the entirety of the season and watch us go through what we went through and he did that and he got rewarded keon williams did did see the floor the other night so that looked good some of the young guys got to play but again i think I think the the oopstilly lob city type of thing is going to be where we live. And I'm saying that because if you watch the exhibition game or listen to it or highlights or whatever, 
we missed so many alley-oops. Obviously, we threw quite a few down or we wouldn't be having this conversation, but we're having this conversation more because of the number that we missed. Guys, the pick-and-pop opportunities for Musi Cisse were abound, uh, boundless. I hope I didn't just uh, make up a word there, but limitless. There you go. He was open on those pick-and-rolls over and over and over and over again. Did we miss him on purpose to maybe not show everything? Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we weren't just missing him that, that often. But when you take those two guys down low, Musi Cisse, Caleb Boone, and then you sprinkle in the fact that Tyreek Smith has a little bit to him, we're going we're gonna to talk about that real quick. We're going to do some comps. But I do got to make sure that you guys are aware that Stinky pits are a terrible thing. I don't know if you heard this new report I kept from some uh, magazine. I heard it on the radio the other day. But there's a new report that it's not unhealthy to not, you know, bathe and whatnot all the time. <laughs> and as long as you're okay with being stinky, it's not a big deal. And I'm not promoting that. I'm not sitting here saying that this lady says that you shouldn't bathe, so don't bathe. But I am saying that no matter how you live your life, whether you bathe every every day, four times a day, or you don't bathe at all, hook yourself up with some sweat block if you know it's something that you got to worry about, right? I remember when I was in a band and we were traveling. Goodness me. Uh, I probably had the best guitarist in the Midwest. I really did. Really, really did. Like competition-level competition dude. But, you know, so we'd be traveling between shows and sometimes... Sometimes, you know, you couldn't have enough deodorant involved. If I'd have had sweat block back then, guys, my music career may have survived. I have no idea. But what you can do right here and right now is hook yourself up or your loved up or your loved ones up because we, we just missed, right? We passed October, January. So now you've got to make it right in November as we get ready for Turkey Day. You can't have the nephew or the son or the cousin or the uncle or the brother Coming to Turkey Day events, smelling up the joint, right? You want to smell the food, not the dude. Hook yourself up because with the promo code locked on, we can get you 20% off. Again, at sweatblock.com, use the promo code locked on to get yourself 20% off. Also available on Amazon. All right, back to the basketball. I'm so excited, guys. The Twin Towers thing is going to be a conversation that needs to be had and it needs to be spread around because we will bring the Rowdy back to Galgariba this season. I can feel it. Just the excitement level. It's just too much. It's too much uh, ability. And then you got Bryce Thompson. He looks refined. He looks confident, ready to run the offense when need be when Avery Anderson's not. They can simultaneously switch off on who's kind of running the floor. And you can see a little bit of that already peeking around the corner. Guys, Woody Newton has come into his own. He was flying all over the field or the court. Sorry, I had a Kendall Daniels uh, flashback. Um, my apologies. But, yeah, Woody Newton is, uh, yeah, he's that dude. And he showed the ability to shoot. He did take a stupid shot that I'm sure he got uh, yelled at for, as he should have. But uh, all in all, he was all over the court, had some blocks, had some big threes, had some good drives. Avery Anderson, again, looked super, super smooth. Dr. Smooth out here. Chris Harris uh, showed some really good vision. He had a really good stroke at times as well. He was a very big-time get. Guys, we still are loaded with a bunch of four- or five-star dudes, even though we lost some. 
you can see the camaraderie and the brotherhood of this team being different than last year's team. Yes, even without the brothers on the same team. This is going to be a group that knows they're going to have to grind for it and they're going to have to earn it. Even though it got taken away from them last year. That driving force has to mean something. Let's think. When's the last time we could talk about Oops, Stilly School being in session? Um, let's think. I mean, there's been some times, but let's go 2013, right? What, you, what comes to mind is Marcus Smart, LeBron Nash, Markel Brown. Stevie Clark was on that squad. Remember, he was a big five-star get out of Oklahoma. Michael Cobbins was a beast down low. Mason Cox was a big dude. Ended up getting famous for playing rugby overseas in Australia. He's still a very big deal. Uh, Kamari Murphy was a good asset to have. Phil Forte was a sharpshooter on the outside. But were Mike Cobbins and Mason Cox and Kamari Murphy comparable to Musa Cisse, Caleb Boone, and Tyreek Smith? I don't think so. Mike Cobbins was that dude, guys. He was. Mason Cox was a good asset to have. Kamari Murphy was a good rebounder that brought some energy. LeBron Nash started getting that big man role his last year in Stillwater. Another big-time five-star get. So the stars on, on that lineup and the stars on this lineup look pretty comparable, right? Musa wanted to be a one-and-done type because he is that capable. And we're seeing that now. Caleb Boone's always been a beast, but he's been, he always dealt with some things, injuries and whatnot. And now that you, you see those two working together, they can alley-oop to each other all daggone day. They don't even have to get the alley-oops uh, from the Caleb Asbury's or the John Michael Wrights of the world. John Michael Wright showed a good, good pace when he was in the game, a good ability to control the offense. And by the way, the kid can shoot. He, shoot, he, he put up a few shots just to let people know that if you want to double down on the beast, the Twin Towers down low, or if you want to pop outside and try to put two people on Bryce Thompson or Avery Anderson, we've shown that we've got a little bit more that we can spread in that maybe we didn't have then. Because Mike Cobbins and Mason Cox were good assets to have, but they weren't these guys. They were not Musa Cisse, Caleb Boone, and Tyreek Smith. So... Okay, Cody, where are you going with this? Are, are we crazy? Are we crazy on this show? Um, let's think back. When's the last time we had big dudes be the center of how we did things? Yeah, if you said Eddie Sutton days, you're right. That's accurate. Did Travis Ford always have the talent? He did. Did he know what to do with it? Obviously not. Now we have the... I would say the same amount of talent. Absolutely. We definitely have the same amount of talent as we had in 2013. I'm going to say it. And I don't think it's crazy at all. But we have dudes in the middle that are centerpieces. Right? Let's say that again. We have dudes in the middle that are centerpieces. Like, dare I say, IMAC, Ivan McFarlane, and Joey Graham. With Stevie Graham coming off. And Terrence Crawford. Uh, sprinkling his muscle in the game. Can I say that? Can I say the grind father, Tony Allen, with, with, with the sharp shooting abilities and point guard capability of John Lucas and then the pip, pick and pop capabilities of Daniel Bobbick? Janava Weatherspoon being able to jump on top of a daggone backboard. Can I say that? I think I can because I think I'm right. 
Am I saying that we're going to go 31-4 and four and be the another two seed in East Rutherford so Mike Boynton can go back to where, over where he's from and live in the moment? I'm not saying that. That would be nice. I mean, heck, I'll take the, the one seed. But East, East Rutherford, uh, we did pretty good, guys, because we had those guys that were bought in to the Eddie Sutton style of how to get or did. And when you got iMac and Joey Graham and Stevie Graham and Terrence Crawford, you have to respect those dudes down low. And then it's like, all right, cool. Let Daniel Bobbick shoot it over your face. Let John Lucas uh, pick and pop his way to 25, 30 points. Let Tony Allen uh, destroy you defensively with five steals and then go drop 30 on the other side. Can I say that Bryce Thompson and Musa Cisse and Caleb Boob and Woody Newton coming to his own and Tyreek Smith getting rebounds and spin moving his way uh, down, down low and Avery Anderson just being so smooth and Chris Harrison, Chris Harrison, sorry, having that vision and that athletic ability to jump out of the gym with a little bit of a good stroke. The offense being ran by, by Michael Wright, him seeing the court and having the vision to run the Oop Stilly school. And Caleb Asbury is very serviceable. He's got good hops. The athleticism's here. And we have better big men than we did in 2013, 2012, 2014, 20-whatever. All the way back to the Eddie Sutton days. It's just a fact. And even when we've had good big dudes, we didn't use them right. They weren't the centerpiece. This is a different setup. And I think I like it. Simplicity, right? The kiss method. Let your big dudes eat, and then you facilitate off of that when you have shooters. Now, it's clear that the focal point's going to be the Bryce Thompsons and Avery Andersons. But they know good and daggone well, easy buckets are easy buckets. And if you know you're going to have a lot of transitional opportunities because of those same two dudes, Moose C. Caleb Boone, we're going to be blocking shots left and right. And even if we don't, we're going to set ourselves up for fast break opportunities just because when you do go down in the paint, you will have to alter the way you, you shoot it. Just There's no way you can say otherwise. When you're shooting over Musa Cisse and Caleb Boone, like you have to adjust your arc. So this is possibly going to be a, a very fun season. Again, I'm not saying we're going to go 31-4 and four and we're going to go to the Final Four at all. But what I am saying is in the deepest, best, most bad-A conference in basketball, we are going to be a player. Absolutely, no doubt. So take that to the bank. Get excited to bring the Rowdy back to GIA because it's going to happen. Oop, Stilly School will be in session in Galgaraba Arena. All right. So before we uh, skedaddle on out of here, we got to go over the picks. Uh, but before we go over the picks, guys, I, I want to reiterate how important it is for you all uh, to take care of your family. Every, every way you physically possibly can because it's not like when we grew up. When we grew up, oh my goodness, I'm getting old. Well, when we grew up, literally speaking, you could run around town. Um, you know, I'd run literally 10, 13 miles a day, not because I, you know, I loved it or whatever. I did, it didn't bother me, but 
I could run across town and play with my friends all day as long as I was back, essentially before the streetlights came on. That's just, that's how it was. You could leave your doors unlocked the whole nine yards. Well, guys, we can't do that no more. It's a different world. Now, do you find yourself sometimes being a little helicopter parenty, right? Well, now you can be helicopter parenty without helicoptering with Simply Safe. Right? Simply Safe has doorbell cams. They have sensors for all the doors, the windows, the 911 activation, safe words, secret pins, uh, secret messages. They've got it all. Right? Key fob, silent panic button. So help yourself, help your family have some security. Helicopter your way about privately, right? On your own screen, in your own room, doing your own thing. SimplySafe.com, locked on. College will get you squared away in the right department to have that sense of security 24-7. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. All right. What are we looking at? What are we looking at? What are we looking at? Should we start off with the Big 12? Nah, we'll end it with the Big 12, huh? What a tease I am. All right. Um, I've got NC State over Wake Forest. I've got the fighting leeches over Auburn because Auburn's in, in, in a mess right now. Uh, following the story of them looking at or maybe rumors about Deion Sanders, that would change the game, guys. The guy that the way that dude recruits, it's it's amazing. Uh, let's go Utah over Arizona because I picked Arizona twice this season and they lost both times. So we're going Utah because Utah was our preseason Pac-12 pick. Anyways, I got an upset here for you guys: Notre Dame over Clemson. It sounds slightly outlandish, but I think Notre Dame is just going to show up because it's a big game. And yeah, they've got some things to, to kind of rewrite here. They've got a narrative to fix. I think they might start that today. Just like LSU helped some of their narrative last week. They're going to do it again with a win over Bama. I've got Florida taking out Texas A&M. I've got Kentucky taking out Mizzou. I've got Tulsa taking out Tulane. Yeah, I said it, right? They've had problems when they've played each other. It's been close, kind of like when we play K-State, regardless of talent gap. Tulsa pulls out the upset, um, even though I think it'd be better for Tulane to win because it would help K-State, which would help strengthen the schedule, all that fun jazz. But I'm going to stick with the, the the Tulsa hurricane to get it done. Ohio State, they're going to take care of Northwestern like it's yesterday's garbage. I got Georgia over Tennessee. That was a hard one. I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I think Tennessee is a little bit better, but Georgia's defense is going to have an answer for this one. Um, Penn State, I underestimated them for a while, so I'm sorry. Uh, I think you get it done over Indiana. I got Syracuse taking care of business over Pitt. Um, I'm not, wait, Arkansas is going to take out Liberty, I believe, but how fun is that one that Hugh Freeze ain't going nowhere. He ain't leaving Liberty. They're paying him like five million bucks a, a, a season, y'all. Liberty pays big boy money for a coach. So that means they're going to have big boy recruiting coming down the pipeline. So it's going to be fun to watch the trajectory of Liberty, although Arkansas is a little too much in this one. Uh, the new Big 12, UCF, uh, I got them taking out Memphis for sure. Cincinnati is going to have a really, really, really hard time with Navy. Again, preparing for any type of triple option uh, or, or wishbone type of, of system, it's difficult because the preparation that you have to have for a quarterback is much more uh, disciplined. So the, it's going to be difficult, but since he does get it done over Navy, BYU, I would love, I'd love to pick you. I'd love to pick you, BYU. Um, ah, man. Woo, you're having some issues. 
and Boise State's on a roll. So, unfortunately, I got to go Boise in that one. Uh, UNLV, I don't think eh, – you know what? We're going to go UNLV because we love Marcus Arroyo. I like to see the turnaround there. Don't like them sharing stadium. But if you've seen, like, documentaries and whatnot of what they've got going there at UNLV, it's pretty cool. Uh, I hope you, Arroyo gets a, a good contract and they beat uh, San Diego State University. Um, now let's sprinkle over to the Big 12. You ready? We're going to kick it off with a bang. I've got Texas Tech over TCU. Why? Because I think that Tech's going to have some things a quarterback figured out. And Baron Morton is certified. Guys, he had a bad game. He's a young guy. But the, the tangibles were there. And if they sprinkle in a little differentiation at quarterback, dare I say a two-quarterback system for this one, they add enough layers of confusion to capitalize and take out TCU, which, of course, we need. So maybe there's a little bit of orange Kool-Aid on my, on my non-existent glasses this morning, but I've, I've got it going down that way. Tech over TCU. Uh, Baylor over OU. Just... Oh, you just, you know, they're on a good little run, but I don't think they've been tested like they're going to get tested against Baylor, who's also on a little bit of a run here. So I've got the Bears taking out the Sooners. And this one's more of a, a need, okay? Am I rooting for Texas? No. I had K-State in the Big 12 title game before the season started. So even if we don't make it, right, I need that. A little bit of egg off of the face. But I do have Texas here. I think K-State... Rides the high of what they did to us a little too much. Uh, and the Longhorns uh, come out with a pretty good game plan. And maybe this is a time they switch it up and actually maintain some sort of a fourth quarter uh, offensive and defensive scheme that is successful. Uh, so as much as it hurts me to say, I think I do have Texas taking out K-State. I have West Virginia taking out Iowa State. I believe in Campbell. Hope he stays. Great coach. I think he's got some uh, things he needs to rewrite the ship for on this one. Um, and then us. Yes, we do take out KU. I think it's close. I think this is both teams do some semblance of clock management. I think. I don't think you're going to see, you know, 25 plus 30, 30 yard or more attempts. I just don't see that happening. Um, so, because of that, I've got us real close, 34 to 31, taking out KU in Lawrence to get ourselves back on track for what is a wild and wacky Big 12 race.